Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Quest for the vaccine. Jim Murray's desperate search for his elderly parents. Suffering and crying and trying to get an appointment. Then, grocery store warning. Why Americans are being cautioned about going to the supermarket. And Biden bagel run. So here it is, the president's bagel order. Plus, sorry pops, the son who turned in his father. Now dad's charged with storming the Capitol. Do you have any regrets? Would you do it again? Then, <laughs> COVID carjacking surge. Wait till you hear what happened to these carjacking victims. What you need to know to stay safe. And good dad, Tom. The warm embrace with his son. Plus, you've heard of house orders, but orders on wheels? You won't believe what we found stuffed into this van. Oh, geez, that's dynamite. Years of junk. Wait till you see the ultimate makeover. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. We begin today with the National Quest trying to get a COVID vaccine. The new head of the CDC says the government isn't even sure how many doses of vaccine they have, while local vaccination sites often don't know they're getting a shipment until hours before it arrives. The Biden administration says getting the logistics fixed is a priority. But in the meantime, millions of people are in the same boat, like Jim Murray, trying to get the vaccine for their loved ones. It shouldn't be so difficult. I went on a 20-hour hunt to book the COVID-19 vaccine for my parents. It was all hands on deck. I recruited my daughter, Amanda, and my sister, Holly, to help. This is just so frustrating. We started Friday morning. No luck. We took up the pursuit again on Saturday. Hour after hour, we encountered this unwelcome message, full. My 80-year-old mom is brought to tears, fearing we won't get an appointment. I am looking at my phone and I'm upset. Mom called me hysterical. And finally, on Saturday night at 7 o'clock, spaces started to open up. Eureka, we made it. It may have taken 20 hours, but we've got confirmed reservations. More tears when mom hears the great news. Just the thought of it. I was so thrilled. I started, this time I was crying happy tears instead of sad tears. I've been crying for three days straight. My parents are both high risk for COVID. Mom is a liver transplant survivor. My dad, Jerry, has Parkinson's and suffered a recent heart attack. You said you felt stupid that you didn't know how to go online. Oh, that's exactly right. And, and, and my children, God bless you. Today, dad's appointment is set for 10 a.m. Unfortunately, mom's is four hours later, but we'll take it. They head off to Dodger Stadium, where long lines snake around the parking lot. Hi, good morning, guys. You guys have an appointment for today? California has one of the lowest vaccine distribution rates of any state. Adding to the frustration, here at Dodger Stadium, there have been wait times of up to five hours. But no such delay for my parents today. My dad's appointment is right on time. 
They even accommodate my mom. Do you feel a little bit relieved? I feel so relieved because I felt like such a moron trying to get an appointment and scared that I wouldn't even get one, and now I have it. I okay, go home and celebrate. So happy for your parents, Jim. Meantime, some experts are suggesting maybe you should rethink that trip to the grocery store. It is a prime location for exposure. And this new warning comes amidst discovery of a homegrown American variant of COVID, which may be behind the recent surge of cases in California. Here's Amber Cagliano. Americans are being warned to stay out of supermarkets because of the danger of COVID-19. There is a clear link between COVID-19 exposure and grocery stores, according to new research. The most frequent location people had visited prior to testing positive was a supermarket, says one study. We know that, that grocery stores will not necessarily have optimal ventilation, and it's very hard to control who you're around and how long you're around, in particular when you're waiting in lines. The CDC is now advising all Americans to order groceries online for home delivery or pickup. The warning comes just as a virulent new coronavirus strain has been discovered in California. We've heard about the UK strain and Brazil and South Africa. Now, apparently, California has its own homegrown mutation, which may be responsible for 24% of new cases there. There is also some good news. Hospitalizations are down in many states, including New York and California, indicating we may be seeing the end of the surge in cases due to Christmas and New Year's Eve gatherings. President Trump's coronavirus coordinator, Dr. Deborah Burks, told Face the Nation about chaos behind the scenes in the White House as the pandemic spun out of control. I saw the president presenting graphs that I never made. So I know that someone or someone out there or someone inside was creating a parallel set of data and graphics that were shown to the president. I spoke with Face the Nation moderator, Margaret Brennan. Dr. Birch was reluctant to name names, but there were those from the inside who were also advising the president that he would not win the election if he continued to talk publicly about the health care crisis we were in. And Dr. Burks is under fire on social media today for not resigning earlier and going public. Did you ever consider quitting? Always. I mean, why would you want to put yourself through that um, every day? She plans to leave. She was not asked to continue her role as coordinator. And in fact, she told us that she knew this was terminal for her federal government career. In fact, Dr. Burke says she plans to retire in the next four to six weeks. It was a bagel run on the way home from church for the Biden family. And Stephen Fabian spoke with the owner of the bagel shop to find out what's in a presidential order. Stop the motorcade. I want a bagel. This was the extraordinary moment President Biden pulled up to a deli for breakfast to go. A crowd gathered as the president's son, Hunter, hopped out to grab the order, which was placed through the deli's online app. He waited in line as the Secret Service stood by. Andrew Dana is co-owner of the Call Your Mother Deli in Georgetown. What was it like to have the president stop by your shop? There was like 10 SUVs there. Uh, Hunter actually got out of the car and went to the front door. And then we heard his grand his grandchildren are in the car with him as well. Biden picked up breakfast after attending church, accompanied by his granddaughters, Maisie and Finnegan and Hunter. What did they order? 
So here it is, the president's bagel order. We've got four bagels, all of them toasted. This one is just plain with butter. You've got three sesame seed, all with a schmear of cream cheese. This one with tomato. This one has tomato, onions, and jalapenos. Pretty spicy. I wonder if this one was the president's. Also this weekend, the Biden's dogs moved into the White House. Champ and Major arrived Sunday and were photographed frolicking on the White House lawn. They sure seem to have made themselves right at home. First Lady Jill reported that 12-year-old Champ was enjoying his new dog bed by the fireplace. Three-year-old Major, the first rescue dog to live in the White House, has been running around on the South Lawn. Meanwhile, down in Florida, the mood at Mar-a-Lago is reportedly sad and dispirited. Palm Beach insider Lawrence Lemer spoke to some members of Mar-a-Lago. Many of the members of Mar-a-Lago are disillusioned. Yes, it used to be such an exciting place. That's gone now. It's a very dispirited place, and some of them are leaving, and some just aren't showing up anymore. This evening, House Democrats are scheduled to send the article of impeachment against Donald Trump to the Senate. The former president is now preparing his defense for a trial that's expected to begin February 9th. And the attack of the Capitol that prompted that impeachment has not only divided the country, it has torn families apart. This teenager saw his father on television during coverage of the siege, and he turned him into the FBI. He told Les Trent it was a difficult decision, but he says it was the right thing to do. This teenager is speaking out after reporting his father to the FBI for allegedly taking part in the Capitol riots. 18-year-old Jackson Reffitt says he is now in hiding. Are you afraid for your life? I don't want to be afraid for my life, and I don't think I will be, because I know that I have so many people backing me. Video from the insurrection shows his father, 48-year-old Guy Reffitt, on the steps of the Capitol wearing a helmet with a camera attached, a blue jacket, and what appears to be a bulletproof vest. After returning home, Jackson says his dad issued this shocking warning to the family. If you're a traitor, you get shot. Your father said if you're a traitor, you get shot. I took it as a threat personally. According to his son, Refit is a member of the Three Percenters, a far-right anti-government militia. After Jackson turned his father into the FBI, Refit was charged with obstruction of justice and unlawful entry. He told agents he was at the Capitol, but insists he never went inside. Jackson said he has not spoken with his parents in several days. It's a lot on my mind because I feel responsible. But do you have any regrets? Would you do it again? Yes, sir, I would. Today, there is growing concern that armed protesters could return to D.C. to disrupt former President Trump's upcoming trial in the Senate. Ominous chatter about killing legislators have prompted Capitol Police to insist thousands of National Guard troops remain in Washington. Over the weekend, this Texas man was charged with storming the Capitol and tweeting, assassinate AOC, left-wing New York representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. These groups that we're dealing with are extremely dangerous. They're domestic terrorists. Timothy Gallagher is a former FBI agent and national security expert. The National Guard uh, arrived here as part of the National Special Security event. Uh, they will remain here uh, to provide a deterrent. For those who seek to overturn the constitutional government of the United States, you'll be met with overwhelming force. 
So far, more than 175 people have been arrested in connection with the Capitol siege. When you wear a mask, it is hard for people to see who you are. And that might be a factor in the incredible surge in carjackings going on around the country. Here's Megan Alexander. A carjacking at gunpoint outside a family home. <laughs> a terrified mom and daughter are in the car. Mom, get up, mom, get up. She's She's then dad comes out. Dad gets shot. The women can't believe what's happened. Dad? Dad? It was horrific. He's less than probably 10, 12 feet away and pulled the trigger. I got hit. It was a huge impact, like getting hit with a sledgehammer. Incredibly, David Ariola ended up with just a broken arm from the bullet. And the bullet went all the way through my arm and came out. There's a small exit wound here. Tina Ariola says her neighborhood in Chicago is under siege from carjackers. They're dragging people out of their cars at gunpoint. Um, they're demonstrating that they will use the guns. They have no qualms about it. Chicago has seen 1,125 carjackings in 2020. That's up 55%. Other cities across the USA are seeing a terrible boom. Minneapolis, 537%. New Orleans, 126%. Experts say one possible reason is that due to the pandemic, our guards are down when we see someone in a mask approaching. Carjackers are so brazen, they're using stolen vehicles to drive from one one location to another, as if using an Uber. In Houston, a carjacking suspect pulls over when he finds something in the back seat he didn't expect, a baby. The suspect drives off, leaving the baby just sitting there in the car seat. 20 minutes later, an Amazon driver spotted the youngster, alerted cops, and the child was reunited with his mom unharmed. Unbelievable. Wow. In other news today, Super Bowl 55 will be one for the ages as Patrick Mahomes leaves the Chiefs against Tom Brady and the Bucks. And what's the first thing Brady did when they clinched the title? He gave a hug to his son. Everyone's talking about that touching moment between Tom Brady and son. It happened moments after Brady secured his 10th trip to the Super Bowl. Ever so nicely, Brady asks a guard if he can talk to his 13-year-old son, Jack. He hugs the boy, and you can hear him say, I love you, kiddo. Jack is Brady's son with actress Bridget Moynihan. And look, she congratulated her ex on his victory, writing, could not be more proud. Tom Brady said he would do it, and he did. Young Jack does not live with Brady, but is said to be very close to Giselle Bündchen and his two half-siblings. Brady's wife Giselle tweeted this photo of her celebrating at home with children Vivian and Benjamin. The Super Bowl in Tampa Bay will be the first time ever that a host city will also have a team in the big game. Brady and the Buccaneers will go up against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. After Sunday's game, Mahomes blew a kiss to his pregnant girlfriend, Brittany Matthews. Oh, you're so cute. So the stage is set. Brady is 43, the oldest player ever to head to the Super Bowl. Mahomes is just 25. And here's Brady at his first Super Bowl in 2002. Mahomes was just six. <laughs> A little bit of an age difference. The Super Bowl is set for February 7th. Next, you've heard of house orders, but hoarders on wheels? You won't believe what we found stuffed into this van. Oh, geez, that's dynamite. 10 
years of junk. Wait till you see the ultimate makeover. Plus, can you please not scream? Uncombable hair. The strange syndrome these adorable kids were born with. We had people ask us if she'd stuck her finger in a light socket. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. You've heard of hoarders, people who compulsively jam their homes with stuff. Well, it can happen with cars, too. Just look inside this van. It's packed to the gills with junk. The gentleman behind the wheel is 85-year-old Ollie St. Jean. The last time the retired engineer cleaned out his van was a decade ago. So what's inside that mess? I think we're going to find lots of exciting things. Larry Cosilla runs Ammo NYC. He restores classic cars. It took Larry and his buddy Dan Miele 12 hours just to get everything out. And there it all is. Can you believe what they found? A table, artwork, an antique rocking chair. And check this out. Monday, October 17th, 1955. Unbelievable. Also tools fishing poles, but by far the weirdest thing, dynamite. You gave me a little bit of a heart attack when I opened it. <laughs> you know what? Somebody brought that to my shop. Ollie explained it's just a prop. Out of all that mess, Ollie found his long missing favorite thing. Somebody wrote important eyeglasses. Oh geez, I hope they're mine. Those Holy are yours. Oh, thanks. Next, it was time for a car wash, but not just any car wash. Clearly, this is, it's green. It, this is mold from sitting outside. It all gets power washed away, followed by a soapy scrub down. The interior is also steam cleaned. What a stunning transformation. Here you go. Here's your van. <laughs> Ollie couldn't believe it. Holy cow. Are you ready to see inside? <laughs> Oh, geez. Floor to ceiling, empty and cleaned. We scrubbed all of this, disinfected it. Holy cow. I wanted to make sure that we were being, one, uh, respectful of him, but two, I wanted to make the vehicle safe. Ollie did have one final request. Too bad you can't come to my house and clean it out. Oh, maybe not. Well, up next, little girls with uncombable hair. It's a rare genetic disorder that leaves kids with uncombable hair. Every day is a bad hair day for these little girls. They were born with a rare genetic condition known as uncombable hair syndrome. It affects only about 100 kids around the world. Instead of growing downward, it grows out in multiple directions. It is very fragile, so um, what ends up happening is that we see a lot of breakage. It takes a lot of work for Kara McGowan of Chicago to comb four-year-old Taylor's hair deal with matting all the time. It's something that we have to keep on top of. We have to brush her hair uh, multiple times a day. Sometimes people can be kind of rude. We had people ask us if she'd stuck her finger in a light socket. Celeste Calvrian says combing 10-year-old Shyla's hair can be a challenge. It doesn't go through any of it. And if I pull too hard, it actually just snaps the hair off. Shyla has an Instagram page to inspire other children who were born with the syndrome. Dr. Alana Bree says most kids eventually grow out of it. Around the puberty time, that, that the hair seems to kind of seemingly kind of become a little bit more manageable. By the way, it's believed Albert Einstein had it too. So these kids are in good company. 
And when we come back, some amazing moves gone viral. Finally today, a gymnast known for her high-energy routines does it again. Watch her go. I think she's going for another viral routine this year. UCLA gymnast Nia Dennis is back with another show-stopping performance. Absolutely stunning. And Nia scored a 9.95. UCLA won the day. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. From Wondery, this is Black History for Real. I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Conscious Lee. What do most <laughs> people think about when they hear the words Black History? Rosa Parks, Reconstruction, MLK, February, Black History Exactly, Mom. exactly. There are so many stories of Black History that we just are not really talking about or thinking about, especially outside of February. And we are about to flip the script on all of that. Because on this show, you're going to hear a little less... In August 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And a little bit more. She is a heroine to some. As a fighter for black rights, she is a villain to others. Follow Black History for Real on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen everywhere on February 5th, or you can listen early and ad-free on Wondery Plus starting January 29th. Join Wondery Plus on the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Becca, what's what's up? So The Late Show Pod Show is everything you love about The Late Show on oh, a I podcast. Want, I want to know about you. Oh. Enough. We, 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 people see everybody in an ad talks about the thing they're trying to sell. Oh. I'd like to know about you, the person behind creating the podcast. Oh, I'm having a really good day. Barry baked some bread and my friend Kara got me some chicken salad. It's a really nice day in the office today. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.